All right, very special guest here on the Shore Thing Talk Radio 1190, Warren and Ryan here. But our special guest, I've been hinting at it for a couple of weeks now, and that is we have a PGA Tour caddy on the line, and that is Jordan Guilford. He caddies for Bo Hostler. You might know the name Bo Hostler. Last week at the Shell Houston Open, he got second place. Uh, had a tough playoff against Ian Poulter, but he also in 2012 at the U.S. Open was tied was right at the top page of the, of the leaderboard going into the weekend as an amateur, as a 17-year-old, and he played at Texas. So a lot of bright things going on for Bo's future, so we thought we would get his caddy on the line, Jordan. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank- Back home in uh, Southern California, enjoying a couple more days off, and then uh, heading to South Carolina. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. We know each other from caddying at Trinity Forest. And so first, I think some people don't know how caddies like become caddies for players. So some guys, like I know the Michael Greller, Jordan Spieth, like at the U.S. Uh, AMA Chambers Bay, uh, Greller was caddying there, and he became the caddy that way. Um, because Jordan Jordan liked him, and then he asked him to come on tour for you. How did you become, uh, or how did you you and Bo start your partnership together? Well, it's it's a little similar to to Greller's situation. I I met Bo through mutual friends down in Southern California. Bo and I are, are from Orange County, California, so I met him um, just through mutual friends playing a lot of golf, and then caddied for Bo in. 2015 uh, Pacific Coast Amateur at Eugene Country Club. So that was the first time I looped for him, and and then he called me back a year later and asked if I wanted to do it full time. So that was uh, that was an easy decision to make for me. So I've been with him ever since. And so was there? Uh, I. Guess... I don't know how I want to ask, but I've caddied in the Texas State Open last year. It's same, not as high profile, obviously, as your tour events. But as the caddy, you get you give input, obviously, in the clubs and everything. Maybe you read. But is there not a more like nervous moment, say like a five footer for par that you have like no control over? And this happens even when I'm caddying for say just someone who a guys I I normally caddy at for Trinity or Merida, but like just wanting them to make it like, isn't that like one of the most like nervous or like, I don't even know what type of feeling you even describe it. as. Yeah. You have no control over it, but, um, I mean, if you're, if your player calls you in for a read and you, you give him a read, um, I feel like there's more pressure now because you know, he's, he's, he's relying on your you. input and he may or may not use it. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the beauty of, of being a caddy too, because we're not the ones hitting the shot. So, yeah, I, no, I know I wouldn't I wouldn't do too well with five footers. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. When they ask for a read, you're doing the fingers crossed, hoping you're confident in your read, but you're doing the fingers crossed and hoping that it's yeah. right. So, yeah, let, I'm trying to put some good juju's on that. So, <laughs> yeah. So last year, Bo was on the Web.com tour and played. I think what was it six or a couple events. With some sponsors like Jemson's right on the PGA Tour, is that correct? Or right, that's correct. Yeah. So last year he got his car PGA Tour card through the Web.com, getting top twenty-five on the correct. money list. And I know when we were talking uh, when you were back in Dallas, how the Web.com yardage books for the courses weren't that great. So what was the challenges of caddying on the Web.com doing your prep for the week? So 
the course the courses that they play on the web are a, a lot of them are good courses, but some of them are are not so good. And with that, you get some some janky yardage books. So they're not nearly as detailed as the books that they have on tour. So as a caddy, you're you're forced to do a lot more work as far as coursework goes, which is which is a great kind of uh, process to go through before the PGA Tour because it teaches you how, how to do coursework, things to look for, things that your player might might want. So for for Bo and I it was it was a good um, prerequisite if that's the right word or like a bonding because I guess it, or getting like a gauge yeah, of how it, each other's work it allowed us to kind of develop our relationship on the golf course see what works for me it was it was good to see what what Bo wants what he doesn't want so now that he's he's made it to the bigger tour I have an idea of what what he wants out of out of me so it's it's made things a lot a lot better what when you said the yardage books are they kind of give you like a janky number or something like what is it is it like an elevation like the that's plus six here like it's add that many yardage or like some of the sprinkler heads are off or like yeah fro- like so, it kind of kind of explain that a little bit of the difference of the books so there's a guy on tour mark long he makes all of the pga tour books for all the all the stops um on the pga tour and then on the web it's it's mainly just um i don't i don't want to say randoms but a lot of the guys that make the books you don't really know what their background is and so for example we were playing in one of the web tour final events in cleveland and um at uh canterbury which Great is course an amazing amazing golf course yeah um so we're playing a practice round on the first hole and Bo is right next to a sprinkler head and I've got the range finder out. I shoot, I shoot the pan. It says 135. And then I look down at the book to see the sprinkler head in there and it says that the front's 135. So we basically accidentally found out that the book was off by a few yards on the first hole. So all of those sprinkler heads that were marked in the first hole were off by five or six yards too much. And if you go long on that hole, it's like, it's death. So that was one example where the book isn't as reliable as some of the books out on the PGA Tour. Um, and then certain things like, like, some books didn't have elevation changes, like you said. So you had to go around and see, okay, this this shot plays five yards uphill. This one plays seven yards downhill. Um, so that's some of the some of the coursework that that I had to do to kind of go through the book, double check, see what see what's in there, see what's not in there. And I mean, I, I enjoy it a lot. It's fun to walk around a course and do be a little door the explorer detective guy. Swiper, no swiping. Hey, uh, Jordan, Ryan Silva here. Um, so you were talking in your previous uh, 
explanation about things, kind of preparation before a tournament. What kind of goes into that for you as a caddy? I know you're, you know, I know you guys obviously have your practice rounds leading up to the tournament, so right. you can kind of get a feel for the course. But even before that, is there anything specific that is on you that you need to do for, uh, for your golfer yeah. that you're caddying for? Yeah. So every player is different. So each caddy is doing different coursework because, I mean, you, as a caddy, you basically get what what your player wants. And, and maybe what your player might need if, if he has a question about a run out or, you know, center of the fairway. So for me, my coursework usually consists of getting the pins from last year where they put them and then go around. Um, I try to start kind of at the hole and move backwards because that's kind of where all, where all the damage is done. Um, so I'll go and I'll, I'll walk the course and look around the green and see, okay, that bunker doesn't look very good if to that pin. This spot over here looks like an easy up and down to that pin. So I'll, I'll go in my yardage book and I'll rate um, the difficulty of up and down to each pin. And then as far as off the tee, I'll, I'll find the center of the fairway from 275, to 350 and pick find lines off the tee that correlate with with that um with that number and uh you always try to like look at the the weather forecast to see you know if it's if it's going to be blowing 20 miles an hour out of the south what does that look like on this hole um so there's there's a lot of planning involved and like I said, it's it's all what Bo wants. So those are things that he wants for me to do. And so it varies uh, from caddy to caddy of what they're what you're going out there looking for. Is there like a, a specific time that you go out? Did you get time to go out on a course and look at this, or is this just kind of your own research based on either the internet or where, um, whatever may have you? Yeah. So so Mondays they usually have proams. Um, Bo usually plays in the Monday proam. So that's kind of our our first day on the course. We'll we'll walk it together. It's it's always laid back. I mean, you're usually with a good group of guys, and Bo will play 18, and then we'll kind of talk over. You know, they'll put the pin here. We'll put the pin here. Um, talk about the weather forecast. What holes are going to be playing into the wind, downwind, crosswind. Gotcha. And then from there, uh, Tuesdays are dedicated to practice rounds. So I try to I try to get out there as early as I can on Tuesdays and do as much as much coursework as I can do. And if I don't if I don't finish up on Tuesday, then I'll try and sneak out Wednesday before the pro am or at whatever time I get to finish my coursework. All right. So on the since this being your first Bo's first year on the PGA Tour and your first year on the PGA Tour, obviously, and I've most of the most of the veteran tour guys already have their same books. They probably just take that same book they have they used last year, say for the last four years, and go to the course and they're off and running. The caddy might, if the course did a re- redo or change things up a little bit. So is there someone that you've asked like a caddy or someone that you've asked for advice on like uh, what is type of like some advice on like the book and like some of the courses or like any quirks on the courses or anything along those lines that have helped you 
along this way so far this year? Uh, yeah, there's. I mean, there's been a handful of caddies that I've reached out to um, that have helped me along the way. Joel Stock, who caddies for Ben Crane, he was basically the first person who showed me a, a yardage book and a pin sheet. Um, he caddy, yeah, he caddies for Ben Crane, and he's been on his bunk for a while, so he's he's a veteran caddy. And then um, Brett Waldman, who caddies for Charlie Hoffman, he's he's helped me out a lot. He's been a big mentor of mine. And then Steve Hale, aka Pepsi, who uh, used to caddy for Keegan Bradley, now caddies for uh, Richie Wierenski. I've I've had a lot of long conversations with him about just how to handle your player and and like the crowds and stuff like that work and whatnot and then um michael greller he's been a big mentor um been super supportive and i've asked him a few few questions about how to handle Bo and what he would what he would do in certain situations so there's there's a ton of caddies out here that are really good guys and it goes the same for the players like everyone Everyone out here is super nice. Um, they're always willing to kind of share their experiences, and it's it's crazy because we're all competing against each other. But at the same time, there's a there's a, a level of camaraderie that's it's it's cool to see. Yeah, because uh, we're here with uh, Bo Hostler's caddy Jordan Guilford on the short thing on Talk Radio 1190. It's because you're all on the grind and you're all trying to do the same thing, but everyone knows, I guess, how yeah. tough the grind is of the PGA Tour. It's yeah, no, it's it it's a job, but it's it doesn't feel like a job. You know, you're just out there on the golf course. For me, I'm walking the golf course with one of my best friends and just watching him do some pretty cool stuff so it's uh it's a nice grind is there ever any time where he misses a shot and you're like oh i could have made that mm. <laughs> i try not no I just <laughs> that's that's a good I safe like, answer that's a good safe answer i like it yeah i i mean i don't i think warren we've played golf together right? i don't think we have did we? I, I thought maybe we once, maybe once. One day. Okay. I mean, I probably shot like ninety-five that day. So there's, I don't get many opportunities to say, oh yeah, I, I could have made that putt or I could have hit that close. What about um, any time where you give him a read and maybe he goes against it and then it turns out that you were right? Are you ever like walking to the next hole like, hey man, I told you so? You know, is there any like that fun bantering? Mm-hmm. Or is it always just like you're focused, locked in for the full eighteen, thirty-six, seventy-two, whatever it may be? Yeah, I mean, we're a team, so the decisions that we make are, I, I feel like we're both held responsible. So it's his choice to to choose if he wants to take my read over his, but at the end of the day, he's the one hitting the shots. So, so you're saying it's all his fault regardless? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's I, not all his fault. I know what he... I, I I will never say I told you so because that I mean I don't know I don't think any caddies out here would say that it's just it's probably the the worst thing you could say to your to your player I know what he's doing that it's when we're talking about how our rounds went at Trinity Forest and we're saying I know what this does and a guy who's never played the course before tells us oh no it's going this way and then we're like all right buddy we'll see how that goes that's that's where that comes yeah. out yeah <laughs> no it's 
All right, so do you have cool. – um, okay, so before uh, we went on the air, you were saying Bo's schedule coming up. He's gonna. You're obviously going next weekend to Harbortown and then hit up the uh, Valero – or the Texas Open. I don't know if it's still yep. the Valero, but – what uh after that obviously he's probably playing at uh, the the Nelson and then the uh Colonial but what else does he have coming up on the schedule Um I don't know if he's in the players at the moment so uh I guess the schedule from here is I I try not to look too far forward I mean I have my my travel arrangements booked for South Carolina and San Antonio but um he'll definitely play the Byron and the Fort Worth tournament. Um, that's about as far ahead as much as I know for the, about the schedule moving forward. Uh, I, how, uh, I mean, it must be pretty cool though, to be inside the ropes. And, uh, I mean, every week just on the tour, I know Bo, he his weekend play hasn't been what you both have would hope for, but I mean, he's getting in contention and he's getting playing late on Sunday. I mean, it's got to be pretty fun, especially playing with some guys that. Uh, I mean, Ian Poulter's a pretty big name in the in golf. You played with this week, and just some of the big names. You ever like, wow, this is like. Do you have a chance to be like, wow, this is pretty cool? I'm caddying on the tour, and we're playing with uh, guys that have been veterans and pretty big names for the last ten years. Yeah, I I try to remind myself how how great this job is because I mean. Yeah, you, you get to walk around with a lot of great guys, and everyone's usually pretty pretty laid back. I mean, it's it's not like any other sport where you get to socialize with your with your fellow competitors. So it's it's been a great. I mean, I can't can't complain. It's been a great uh, great job to have. All right, before we let you go here, is there like one story or something that's pretty funny that so far has been on your first year that um, that stands out to you or something along those lines? Yeah, it it wasn't funny at the time, but <laughs> those are always the back, best. Now it's it's pretty funny. So we're playing in Vegas uh, on Saturday. Bo's playing really well. Um, we're with Kevin Chapel and Tony Finau, and. Ryan's, on this par three, to, Ryan's new favorite golfer is Tony Finau since he popped in his there you uh, go. ankle yesterday. Yeah, great dude. Um, so Chapel and Finau are, are pretty long hitters. And so I'm uh, I'm getting the number on this par three. Bo walks up. I'm like, okay, it's 160. When's doing this? Yada, yada. Pulls eight iron. Um, hits it and kind of tugs it a little bit so he's looking long left and the boat the the ball comes up short like just barely on the green so he's like huh that's weird why is that ball short and then Finau pulls six iron and hits it like short of the pin so I'm thinking like okay something is wrong I I messed up these numbers somehow I go over the numbers and I, I swear it was like 25 yards off <laughs> and we're walking up to the green and chapel's like, did you, uh, did you subtract instead of add there? And I, like, I just got this horrible feeling in my stomach. Like, wow, I just made a huge mistake. So I'm, I'm like apologizing to Bo walking up to the green, like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like that number was not even close to right. 
and I, I must have apologized like 10 times before we got on the green and, and he had to tell me like, dude, it's fine. Just you're like, get over it. I'm so, not going to fire you over this. Yeah. But I mean, easily like he, he was, he had a chance to win that golf tournament. So I, I mean, I just, I felt awful. So I, I told him I'd buy him dinner. <laughs> um, luckily he bailed me out and two putted from like 120 feet. So that was, that was nice. But yeah, that was, uh, I would say that's gotta be the funniest thing that's, that's happened to me or, or Bo, just cause the number was so far off. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. All right. Well, Jordan, thanks for joining us here on the show. We'll definitely have to have you have yeah, you. Thanks Ryan. Thanks Warren. Yeah, we'll have you on again when you make your way through Dallas. And if when Bo's in contention again, because he's going to be in contention, look for the guy in the bucket hat and the beard and great tending of the flag out there. I mean, the guy's just flawless. I love the bucket hat look, by the way. I've, I've I've been known to rock a bucket hat or two in my day my, as well out on the links. So I love the bucket hat look. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> All right, Jordan, thanks, and have a good day. Appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, bud.